your brand equals your vision plus your values plus your Vokes. Vokes is like a is a German word for people. Who is your audience? Who's your people that you want to take care of? Your visuals, and that's where fried chicken comes into it. That was the voice of String Story, LinkedIn video influencer and a captivating personal brand with a story and a love for fried chicken that I know you're going to find interesting. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to episode 64 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. In today's show, we're exploring the relatively new kid on the video platform block, as I'm bringing to you an interview with String Nguyen, who was recently recognized as a top voice on LinkedIn and nominated for 30 Under 30 Forbes Asia. Now, String is something of a LinkedIn video success story, as she launched herself on the platform only back in September of last year, 2017, and quickly grew her community from about 900 to now over 25,000 followers of startup founders, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Now, I wanted to bring String onto the show today to talk all about approaching the LinkedIn native video platform successfully to provide some tips to you on how she's made such an impact with video on the platform and how it should be considered within the wider video platform landscape. That includes, of course, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, for example. And we covered all of that for sure, but we also explore some interesting ideas about how to establish a solid personal brand, how to stand out, how to be yourself, be different and remain human on what has traditionally been a more professional, stuffy and less human platform, LinkedIn. So we'll get into the interview, but before I do, I have to point out that String is coming to us from a co-working space at the cusp of the lunchtime rush. So there are a few points here where the audio is less than ideal, but bear with us because you'll certainly still be able to hear and get so much from this chat with LinkedIn influencer String Nguyen. Here we go. Right, String Nguyen, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's awesome to have you on. Thank you, Ben, for having me. So in the introduction there, I gave you a little bit of a teaser about your story and your name, String Story as well, the name of your business. But I'd love to unpack that story a bit further and and what kind of led you into the world of digital marketing, communications, and particularly LinkedIn video. Okay, cool. Um, So I guess like... um String, like, let's go back into the word string. It's like, is string your my real name? And I have to say that no, but I love it. It actually represents who I am as a person metaphorically. It's like connecting people, time, place, and innovation together. And um, string story actually started 10 years ago, which is, uh, like, I realize is just 10 years ago, quite recently. Um, and uh, at the time, I was, like, a, a creative interior designer, and I wasn't found... I couldn't find my creativity or couldn't because I kept on like doing the same things over and over and over again. So I had to go on the streets to find my creativity because if I didn't go and fulfill my creative needs, I literally just like my life gets out of line. 
So I thought I needed to do this. So I created like became Spider Woman on the streets and created string story installations. And over time, like I won, um, became a full time artist in two years, and I realized it was really hard to monetize. It wasn't the sustainable living because it, it wasn't business. Like I didn't know anything about business, so I had to like stop being an artist kind of, and um, and learn how to like be a business person so it's like, to, like the, jump in a minute string because you, you mentioned something there spider woman of the streets is yes. that did i hear that right yeah, oh, yeah I, of course can you explain that a bit further what do, what do you mean by that is that that's part of your street installation yes uh, time time of your life what do you mean by the spider woman of the streets so it's like i did like um what i did was like connected time people and place together and then i thought stories were really important so i did what i did was like uh documented and collected stories about this the history of a place or people around it. And then I just cre- created these like epic installations up and then run away from, from it. So it's like me not being a graffiti artist, but contributing to the a space that's uh, neglected or I thought I want to highlight and stuff like that. And it went all the way to Japan, to Melbourne, Australia. And so I've always been like doing these like really cool stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So that, and that was using string as your medium yes. of art. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Okay. You're moving on to biz- the business side of things. So keep going with your story. Uh, uh, I think it was really important that like, I realized that for you to survive as an artist now, and for you to survive as a freelancer now, you need to have some like basic business fundamentals. And I didn't have that. So I had to like stop being a creative and like, I need to put on like, learn how to be a business. But my only um, valuable skill set was the fact that I was really good at doing social media. And then at the time, like social media didn't really exist. So I had to create this, like un- unconsciously follow this pathway where I like created my own path. Like 10 years ago, people didn't really know what a social media producer is. 10 years ago, no one talked about community development. And now it's become on trend. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years or like at least six years. Yeah. So where did LinkedIn start to come into your, into your picture? Oh, well, if we going back a little bit, I think to contextualize it, where did my video journey start? Have you heard of Meerkat? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know it, like what is your version of Meerkat? Just like for the listeners out there. So Meerkat is like a basically very early live streaming platform. What I guess what Facebook live is now, um, Periscope still exists somewhat now consumed within the Twitter platform, but Meerkat was a, was it first? Was it before Periscope? I probably should yeah, know was, that. Um, um, Meerkat was like one of the like first Western version of uh, live streaming mobile app. And within six months, I was like uh, top 20, um, had like 44,000 followers. And all I did was create a content every day, create a channel and build a community around it. And that was able, that's like where I started, like how, you know, creating all this content on a regular basis. And then within six months, like Periscope went and Twitter said, no more, Meerkat, like we'll go cut you off. So the platform actually started dying. Yeah. It died. Rest in peace, Meerkat. Like yeah. literally it died. But the tactic of like creating content, channel and community was something that I pushed onto every video platform to all the way to Snapchat. Um, and Snapchat is not like I actually had to kill Snapchat after six months of being on that platform. Same techniques, creating content, channel, community around me. And people seem to be able to find me. Like people started talking about my Snapchat shows, mimic my format and stuff like that. Um, so like I even won a, like awards, like went to like Shorty Awards and won the best Snapchat channel as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting that idea of building a brand, building a personal brand using using video and using the tools of the time. And if you do that well and you build that brand authentically, which I, I really feel you have, the audience moves with you, right? So as oh, you've kind yeah. of, as Meerkat died, you, you brought people on the journey with you, maybe into your Snapchat journey. And, you know, as you move away from Snapchat, I guess now is that where some of those people are now moving on to LinkedIn and following what you're doing there? Oh, I guess like, cause I've always been considered an innovator or practitioner. I like to know how things works. So once I learned something, I shared that knowledge out to everyone else and they know that I do that. And I remember like someone from LinkedIn messaged me. It's like, I've been following string for 10 years. So that, that's kind of kind of cool, like you know that someone has been just following my progress for the last ten years, and I didn't realize it was. And when she said that, I had to go back to my like LinkedIn because I document everything there. And it's like, oh shit! In three months, it's going to be the ten youth mark of when I started my brand as String Story. And I thought that was like an epiphany moment. It's like, oh, I've been just like grinding away for the last ten years. Yeah. So as you, as you kind of saw an opportunity there in, in LinkedIn video with this background and history of using video on whatever platform is available to you, what was the opportunity that you saw there and how did you make the most of it? Oh, well, like, um, so like Snapchat on the day when I wanted to um, kill Snapchat and it's like, cause I always have these timeframes, like how long does it take me to monetize? And it took me like six months or something like that. Whereas like, oh, it's not sustainable because this time frame of me making decisions kind of went shorter and shorter because I knew when is the time to like jump off to something else. And I knew Instagram stories was or Instagram was going like kill it. So the day when I'm like, okay, I'll go start using Snapchat and I'm going to do this massive optimization and growth hacking onto Instagram story was when the day when um, LinkedIn knocked on my like Snapchat message is like string. I love your content. Would you like to be a earlier adopter or beta um user for LinkedIn video. And of course I said yes. Mm. And when I went, as soon as I did the first video on LinkedIn, it went super viral. Because one, like very few people have access to uh, LinkedIn videos. Two, like that means like everyone wanted it, but couldn't have it. So I leveraged it and then I doubled down. I changed my name to String Yuin or Suzanne Yuin, updated my LinkedIn profile. So it acted like a landing page. And then like I doubled down and pushed more content onto it to put to the point where I became a channel really quickly. So when did you get that beta access to LinkedIn video? Cause it was launched oh, so, exactly. officially like August, right? August 20th. September, September, um, September. Well, it was August, but then it rolled out officially for September 11th or something to the world. But I remember having earlier access it beforehand. So it's like been almost a year since that. It's like the fact that we talk about like what's been happening here kind of shows like the results in my numbers with the kind of, um, community that I have around me now. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, the changes that LinkedIn have made across their whole platform, not just video, which we're going to focus this conversation on today, but um, they've made a lot of changes in the way that they're sh- sharing content, showing content, encouraging conversation. Can you sum up for our listeners, you know, the changes that have been happening on LinkedIn over the last 12 months and what has changed? Maybe you should, maybe you should see it because you've, I've only started, the only day that I, um, cause it'd be curious to see what you think of LinkedIn beforehand. I only started using LinkedIn just because of video. So I'm not even like an OG on LinkedIn. I'm just like a video person using LinkedIn. There you go. So you're like a LinkedIn video native. Um, <laughs> that's interesting yeah, because that's I think for, for yeah. people who have been yeah. listening, who have had a LinkedIn profile for years, um, like mine, I, I don't know, I've probably had a LinkedIn profile for 10 years. Um, but for years it just sat there as this kind of static, 
I guess, online resume in a way, you know, where you, you say where you're currently working, what you're currently doing. Maybe you've got a, a brief profile description and, you know, a corporate kind of headshot and that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I think probably prior to LinkedIn rolling out video, they started to encourage more of that newsfeed kind of approach where you're encouraged to post status updates, that kind of thing. But again, still it was very dry, very corporate, not really mm-hmm. conversational. But really yes. what, what I saw when they did bring in video in particular is people actually started to see the LinkedIn newsfeed as a destination, much like they do the Facebook newsfeed or the Instagram feed now. So for, for a purpose though. Yeah. Well, and what's so interesting is like, I know that like B2B content is super boring. It's like, I want to sleep now. Like yeah. very dry, very boring. It's like an old person talking to someone without any inter- form of entertainment. So like people and people are scared of videos. So you have to like create videos in a way that's like, how do you provide value, overwhelming value, but you have to provide entertainment at the same time. And because of that, like I knew like, I, you know, like not bragging or anything like that. As a practitioner of like creating communities, you have to set the stone in innovation. So what I did was like, hey, this is like the style that everyone should do because this is like what people want to see. And because I pushed it, I, I felt like um, my style kind of like kind of had a ripple effect of everyone. It's like, oh, it's not corporate It's not like um, you have to put like $200,000 into a video experience. And you can have that $200,000 video experience. But an everyday um, business person, running a small business, they don't have that resources, but everyone has a phone. Everyone has knowledge. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to see for people who haven't or aren't following string on, on LinkedIn, I obviously encourage you to do that um, after listening to this conversation and have a look at some of the content that string shares, because what I'd like to, I guess, share with the listeners is the idea that the content you create, the video content you create on LinkedIn is very much in that personal space. It's very much like that, um, I guess, millennial Gen, Gen Z type vlogging approach, right? Where well, you're, do you think it's a vlogging style? Because like, uh, if you listen to Yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's different styles of vlogging, right? But um, yeah. I think, you know, you, you actually, you seem to be creating a lot of varying types of content as well. Some is uh, more interview based with, you know, speaking to other interesting people in your space. Um, but I'm interested to hear what your content plan is on in LinkedIn in particular. What I realize about um, content is like people just want variety, but they don't they want to consume content on different things. But if you want to do videos, you really have to think about like people. Eighty five percent is still very similar to the habits of like, um, videos on Facebook. So like uh, all I did was optimize my experience of understand what YouTube, um, LinkedIn. I mean YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all these video experiences because I'm all across those platforms and said, what is go, go, make the most experience on LinkedIn? And everyone wants to like learn. Everyone wants to be a better person. Everyone wants to like do better, uh, become a better employee or better practitioner or whatever. So you have to provide insights for them to be level up. So there's no point like doing something that's dancing unless it's like aligns with your skill sets or your craft and stuff like that. So again, I'm saying like, you know, find your style, you know, spend 30 days like pushing content out. Is it writing? Is it video content? Or is it both? Do both. I do both because writing provides clarity for me. Yeah. And people love, people love to read. 
people, yeah, if you don't have subtitles, I have people complaining that I don't have ca- closed captions on my videos because it's like, I'm in office, I don't have my earphones, but I want to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I'm on p- people's feed so much because people engage with my content on a regular basis and throw fried chicken all the time. Yeah, we'll get into fried chicken in a moment for people that, don't, that haven't uh, seen your your personal brand online. But um, before we do that, I'm interested to unpack with you how you approach the content you're creating for LinkedIn as opposed to these other platforms. Like you've talked about it a little bit there, but do you actually aim to uh, distribute different types of content on LinkedIn as opposed to the other other platforms? It, it, you know how it's like now that I've positioned myself as a channel and stuff like that, I'm actually um, one like, – it's when you come personal branding, you still have to have a goal in terms of like what kind of conversions do you want to focus on? And a lot of people talk about like KPIs in terms of I had a, an interesting conversation with a broadcaster. He does radio or TV or something like that. And he asked me straight out, so what are your numbers? And it's like, what kind of numbers do you want? Do you want conversions? Like how much money I make? Or do you want my how many eyeballs I make? And he gave me a look. It's like, oh, shit, she knows her shit. <laughs> Because, like, a lot of people focus on, like, the wrong KPIs. If you're, like, looking for a job, your KPI should be, like, oh, how many leads or, like, people are contacted? How many actually, like, engage with me in terms of, you know, contacting me back? How many um, interviews did I lined up this week? That should be, like, a KPI for a person looking for a job, right? So my one as a channel is, like, how many, like, um, deal flows did I come from this? How many partnerships have I done with this? How many, like... uh, references of fried chicken do people throw at me every day and I had one today from LA or Las Vegas yeah. like you know every day is like how many fried chicken stories do people um connect to me every day and it's about every day it's one per day whether they eat fried chicken for me whether um, um tag me onto their socials where they're talking about fried chicken every day. So that's my KPIs. Like how many people think about fried chicken with me every day? Yeah, I think that's really good. And and we've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast before around ensuring that the content you're creating and distributing aligns with the goals that actually make sense in your business, which is what you're talking about there. But yes. we need to now, I mean, it's kind of like the elephant in the room here. Let's talk about fried chicken because um, for those people, you obviously this is an audio podcast, so you can't see strings wearing a, a baseball cap with fried chicken printed fairly firmly across the top and anyone who, who follows her or, or sees your content there's a lot of fried chicken references so tell us what's with fried chicken oh okay i'm going to show you um show you my theory i think it's important before like i talk about fried chicken is to give you my theory of my formula and my recipe and my theory strings theory of personal branding it's your brand equals your vision plus your values Plus your Vox. Vox is like a is a German word for people. Who is your audience? Who's your people that you want to take care of? Your visuals, and that's where fried chicken comes into it. Plus your voice. Like how do you like what's your attitude? What's your like um, superpower? Plus your validation, plus your victory. Victory means how how do you make bank? At the end of the day, if you create so much content in your personal branding, like you create such like you you attract the type of people that you want to connect with, then you have to eventually realize that. Um, you have to make money from this. And a lot of people don't think about making money from day one. Whereas me, when I was on LinkedIn, I was like, day one, I'm going to make money. And I was able to like find consulting within that week. Because people want to know how to do LinkedIn videos. And this is, you believe it's because you've you've got those those elements all lined up where it, it does differentiate you. It does make you an individual, but an individual of, of, of value to your yes. pe- to your people, right? Which you've clearly identified. 
um, and so like fried chicken, like, because a lot of people say, how do you become, and I guess like, you know, I've been questioning the idea of influence a lot lately. Um, and we'll go back to fried chicken, but I think I need to really contextualize it. Like everyone's like, what's trendy right now is influence marketing because everyone wants to connect with people on it on a regular basis. But I noticed like in influencer marketing space, it's super egoistic, super narcissistic. And then, but there's still like, I see the burn rate for them, like they're pushing content every day. Um, you know, you should mimic what I do. I'm a machine, but that's what I do for a living, right? Create push content, think about content, how to distribute content, talk about people, how to partner with content. That's my, like, that's my work. And that's why people come to me to talk about that. But like the burnout rate for the most people to try to do what I do is crazy. And so it's not sustainable. But also, how do you become a meaningful influencer that provides value on an ongoing basis? Yeah. What is your values? You know, are you, when you partner up with someone that doesn't align with your values, it's going to be the worst breakup that you go see online. Yeah. And I notice like a lot of people are like becoming like the word influencer, but they don't, what kind of influence do they really have? So that's the kind of question I've been like thinking about a lot. And, um, and it's better to be like yourself and work, but you have to be so focused and so composed and believe in your values so much that you have to live it every day. So that, that way you don't have to hide when you're on camera or anything like that. You should see yourself. Yeah. So, what, your so what kind of influence are, are you trying to make? What, what's your mission? My mission or my vision is to increase creative vibes in the world. Because like creativity is something that's super underrated and we're moving towards a tech society and the only way we could like future-proof ourselves is create, be more human, be more creative. And, um, you know, the key thing is to be like our key secret source, our secret source is creativity. Robots can take that from us. It's only humans can like enable like creativity to happen, and it could be creative like in terms of how you do business and stuff like that. It's like you have all these tools around us. How can you like become more creative so you can reach peak creativity and make money from this as well? I think that's if you're like yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I think that's a really interesting and important point around the idea of personal branding in particular. Is your 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 mission, your vision there of you know, increasing creativity in the world is not saying that you particularly want to be known for a specific thing like video or, you know, LinkedIn or any particular tool or platform, which I think a lot of personal brands, they try and build themselves around that. But you're, you're really just saying, you know, now I'm kind of, I talk a bit about video, but I also talk about this kind of stuff, but it all aligns with that idea, that overarching personal brand mission of, of increasing creativity, which I love that. That's good. Um, ben, like, let me ask you this. What does personal brand mean to you? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. I mean, for me, I think it's it's just a, a vehicle for someone to get to know you, but in a with a with a business or a outcome, you know, with a monetizable outcome in a way. I I think that that's probably a somewhat of a definition there is you can't just have a, you can't just have personality right because personality yes. is not personal branding and your personality even if you let that show through your content and whatever that you're creating out there isn't personal branding I don't think I think personal branding needs to have a, a purpose and a mission behind it um, and that purpose or mission may or may not be linked to financial outcomes but it needs to be the impact that you want to have on the world right I, I think so because 
like um I know how strong an influencer is or someone's like uh, impact on influence based on their vision and their values because if they don't align with their vision or their values and they tell me project that does not align with their vision or values then I'm like oh that person's not serious so I'm not going to talk to that person that much but you know they need some clarity but sometimes like that, that's how like I um enable to like understand who that person is um and fried chicken is great because it's relatability. Personal branding has to be relatable. Is that the core cool reason want, for fried chicken? Yes, but I love it. Like, but I'm also terribly hungry and selfish to say that I love to travel and every place that I've been to has their own fried chicken story. That's good. So it's, it crosses geographical boundaries. It's not just, it does. Yes. It's not just Kentucky fried chicken. It's, uh, but it, yeah. You know, yeah, it is, but it has to the point where like, you know, like I noticed like some people kept on talking to me about fried chicken or like tell me what their favorite places are, but to the point where like when I organize these fried chicken parties, cause I have such a good global network, they always like come and meet me. It's like, when's the next fried chicken party? When are you going to do the fried chicken party? And I'm actually writing a whole book about this because I feel like fried chicken has become a strong way of like, you know, when I do presentations and it's like, if you want the last tip, get the message me a fried chicken. It's like, you know, playing these little games and stuff like that and cement these like visual anchors and branding to the point where every time you go see fried chicken, you will think of me. Yeah. It's like totally selfish of me, but I know it's like the best organic reach of like person of doing trigger points because personal branding is like having any excuse to make them think about you. Yeah. I mean, look, that's actually, that's actually genius, you know, um, and obviously you, you recognize what you're doing there, but it's the idea of finding those relatable trigger points that reinforce your personal brand in every, everyone's everyday lives. So they come in contact with you once or twice, but then there, there's those regular trigger points where you're just coming back into their consciousness. And I love that. That is gold. We could end the conversation right here, but we haven't talked enough about video. So I know. I just let me one more point. Yeah, like, like I also use it as like a community tool and we haven't talked about community that much, but I think people who follow my content, it's like them assigned saying like string, I know you, I love fried chicken. It's they're my tribe. They're the people who they actually consume my content. Like, so when, every time they like talk to me about fried chicken, that means like then they want to like, they want to be part of my circle and I want to be part of their circle. So it's like a really great calling card as well. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. Okay. So I want to get a little bit tactical with you here because yes, I want, I want people, tactical. I want people to leave this, leave this podcast or finish listening to this podcast and, and launch into LinkedIn video with a much more structured and, and uh, I guess, confident approach because I think for many people who are on LinkedIn, they're seeing more video there. They're feeling like oh, I probably should do something with this video mm -hmm. platform on LinkedIn, but they're not doing it. Well, first of all, why in your experience are people not taking action and, and publishing video on LinkedIn? Um, when, so I have this course called master your video because of the very reason that you just stated because people are scared. Plus, people want some kind of support network around them where they could ask advice about how to do video. People don't, like, generally people don't do things on their own unless they have, like, um, the knowledge or, like, some kind of support system behind them. So it's very unusual for, like, someone just to do it out of the whim. They need to have, like, someone supporting them that say, hey, and give them the permission to say, you're doing okay. This is how you could do it better. Um, and people are really scared of, like, you know, generally... Um, it's almost like aligned with like presentation skills. Like people get really scared of like going out there and sharing their voice, their opinions, because they get scared of being judged. 
So like fear is like a really, you know, and it's almost like um, videos is all about self-confidence as well. Um, if you don't really love yourself or like have confidence in what you say, it kind of resonates and it kind of like uh, shows that you're faking it as well. So you have to be careful, like your energy actually translates over onto video, it's, especially if you show your face. Yeah, definitely. So fear, I mean, again, it's something we've talked about on this podcast plenty of times, the idea of fear holding people back from doing video. But with that in mind, what would you say to people apart from just, just do it, which is obviously one piece of yeah. advice, but what would you say to people to help them overcome that fear and, and get started in, in the right way, creating content, not just to add to the noise on LinkedIn, but effective well, content? Well, I think the first step is like, just start, like in a weird way is like, you should find someone else to do it with video. So it's like you become a tag team. And I think that's a better way of doing it than just doing it by yourself. Cause a lot of times I think it's just like doing it by yourself is the worst thing ever. Cause they don't know they do it right. They don't like the sound of voice, but if they could like create a project where they collaborate with someone, it's like, let's do videos together. And what happens is like they grow together. Yeah. I think that's really important. And also like um, the second tip that I would give is like, you know, if you just push it out there and you have no response, it's kind of like a bad loss to them because they have no one else to witness it, their growth or their like win, right? So even hashtag a LinkedIn video, a first video uh, and the hashtag like, and even deliberately pinging people and dropping the link of the video. So then they comment and like and high five them, do that. Share your video link with other people so they could comment and engage with it. So it looks like you have some kind of engagement. Yeah, with friendly people, right? With people who you have that personal connection with already who are just because they know you, they're going to click yes. like and they're going to comment and say great video or whatever. Yeah. And plus like it has this algorithm effect as well where like, um, where, you know, every comment actually goes through the networks. That's like how like LinkedIn algorithms works. Every like, every comment actually goes through that person's networks. Yeah, you know, and fried chicken, fried chicken is great because it's just one thing, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this fried chicken thing?" So they come to my profile and my videos, and it's like, "Oh, this girl is entertaining, and she knows her shit." So, like, you know, and when it comes to videos, like, um, the first ten seconds is really important. So you have to do something that entertains people. I use a candy factor, like you know, I call it a candy factor, where it's like you use the honey to reel people's attention is, and you drop knowledge bombs. Yeah. So that's how you get people to stay afterwards. Yeah. So it's all about hooking people. I mean, on any video platform, that hook, that opening section is the most important to capture attention, but you do need to provide value. And when you think about the, from the actual content perspective in LinkedIn, so what you actually share, I mean, how, how would you, I guess, uh, advise people to decide on what to actually say in their videos, for example, because I would say it's not the place to just talk about what you're having for lunch necessarily well unless you're in the food industry and you talk about lunch yeah unless you like you go like fried chicken kind of stuff and then i just talk have a geeking out with person over fried chicken that's on brand on point right it's more the fact is like you know you could do like um here's a great structure it's like i'm going like you know here i'm going to like save everyone hey i'm going to give you five tips on how to do video tune in and i'm going to give you that and then drop it's like video is important it's like do the why like do do you like I'm going to do the structure again, but what you go do with videos is like um, do like a quick little intro of one statement of why they should watch the video, why, and then like drop the five tips. Yeah. It's like, because I'm going, I could do it really quickly. Hey, 
I'm string. I'm going to give you five video tips on how to like leverage LinkedIn video. I went from 25,000 to like within one year. This is how video, by the way, I just want to let you know why you should care about video. Video has been around on LinkedIn for a year because it's awesome. It shows your credibility. It shows your knowledge, but I think people don't do video, right? So I'm going to give you five tips on how to do videos and then you drop that five video tips. So if you're really, and then do the call to action at the end. If you really care about video, want to know more about video, you should join my masteryourvideo.com to have that content support or networks, or you should like follow and like me so you can see more videos pop into your feed. Boom. Yeah. That's the structure. Yes. That's just one structure. Yeah. You could take that structure. I don't mind that you take that structure because it's like, it's knowledge and it's not like, it's not a format that I've like made. It's not strings format. It's yeah. a video format that engages people and provides value. Yeah, it's a common structure. And to sum it up, really, it's all about hook and then introduction, which includes who you are and the wife, why you should watch this video, provide value, sum up the value that you've provided, and then a call to action at the end, ensuring that you are thinking about those community call to actions. Like you said there, I think I may have spoke over your bit. You said, leave me a comment, mention something in the comment, drop something in the comment. That's That community focus call to action is so important, right? Yes, it's so important. And um, so that's why like, um, I'm happy to like share that, but that's like what people want to hear sometimes. Yeah. Like they want to do that as well as like when they do that, but don't forget to like make sure that everyone engages the comments as well. Into it. So then you feel like you got some kind of win, but the winning, the real big win is like you just upload that video in the first place and then you keep going. You don't yes. have to stop with one video. Yeah, I think the importance of what you've just shared there around, you know, a relatively simple to understand and implement structure is the importance of just having some sort of a structure to your LinkedIn video because if, if even if you just dot pointed out those five points and the rest of it's, you know, just off the cuff, that's going to give your video much more direction and focus. So it's not going to be waffling on, it's not going to be just wasting people's time as they watch it, which isn't going to create engaging content. So I think that's a really important point that you've mentioned there. Yeah. Which you clarified. Thanks then. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, well, actually before I do, apart from your own story, have you worked with, or do you know of any uh, people who have really taken to LinkedIn video and it's actually changed the face of their business or has grown their business or um, has grown their influence in some way purely through taking action on LinkedIn video, apart from your own story? Um, Kara Tuig, she's, an, she's one of the mentors who will master your video and she's like a coach for executives. Um, every video is a potential 10K lead for her. Wow. What was her name again? Can you? Carrie Twig. K-E-R-L-I Twig. T-W-I-G-G. And um, for her, like, um, she used video as a way to show her personality, her values, um, and um, and certain people resonate with her. It's like, I want to work with her. And she and her um, clientele is, like, very C-level executives. And you probably don't think she's C-level corporate at all because she's super artistic. Um, chilled and she has like a really amazing hair that looks like a coat um, and silverish yeah. but the fact is like she's not corporate she's just showing her like her style her engagement and she knows how to use like you know bring the best out of the C executives in a way that makes them feel human yeah. um, and she used video as a way to like create that business and she blew up on she said yeah LinkedIn has really changed her life had she used used video much prior to LinkedIn or was that really? She's a performer. 
Yeah. Beautiful okay. yeah. Unfair advantage. I know, right? So for all those people who are going, I'm scared of doing video and they hear that um, a little bit of an unfair advantage, I know, but I know. just getting started, yes. right, is a, is a good place to start. Yes. I think um, it's a confidence thing. It's like if you, I know like people, it's like everyone should do video, but the thing is like you have to be ready for video because when you're, um, I'm one of my people who to um, master your video, she's a salesperson and she's got so much knowledge in her head. Once she's got her own structure, she said it's like, oh my God, the amount of inbound. So you have to be ready for that inbound. Yeah. Then yeah. You have to be ready for like to capture people's attention and put them down and close them things as well. Because what it does, it attracts people in a certain way. Yeah, so you do have to go into it, even even in LinkedIn video, strategically of understanding who you want to influence, what action you want them to take, and what you're going to do with them when they take that action. Otherwise, potentially, your efforts will be either wasted or not capitalised on, right? Yes, and a lot of people, like, um, when they first blow up on video or LinkedIn and stuff like that, they have all this traffic, but they don't, they're like a bad... Con- crowd controller or whatever they don't know how to like push the traffic down to some kind of conversion funnel so let's just go into that a little bit because i'm interested in your view what is the best way to move people from engaging on linkedin so watching commenting on your videos on linkedin to taking them into some sort of a monetization funnel or moving them into your your actual ecosystem of clients yeah um, I find that like you have to build a bit of credibility. Uh, I had like, you know, even though like I had like been in video space for four or five years, I still like established my community for one year on LinkedIn. And so then I like, I'm pushing a lot of people into buying my books. Like I'm writing a book. So I'm collecting people who just want my, you know, want information into my video courses, but you have to like create a video and have a really strong call to action. And it's like, and people who see that, like what happens is like um, you drop the links into the comment because the comments is like, um, if you put links on top of your like actual copy, the post status copy, it actually drops it algorithms. So, so including, you have to put it into the- just to clarify, including a, a link out to an external website in the copy yes. of your actual LinkedIn status. Not a copy, none of the actual copy, but Not in, in the, the comments. Yeah. So by yes. including it in the copy though, it's going to negatively impact on your algorithm. Yeah. Yes, um, and you have to make sure that um, but people like I converted quite a bit already just by doing that. But it's also training people as well. Yeah, it's, it's otherwise like um, if you don't do it on a regular basis, people know that I'm providing ongoing value, so they're happy to sign up. But you always have to provide that overwhelming value. Yeah, it's Gary V's idea of jab, 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 right hook. You know, like provide value first, and but don't forget to land the right hooks, which is asking people to actually buy or take some action with you. Yeah. Yes, and well, Gary V is like a, a true opinion thing, um, but he does have the right format. But you, people don't forget, like realize that what is your goal when you do these videos? Like, if you do it for one month, like what is that end goal at that one month video? And what do you do with those videos afterwards as well? Because LinkedIn videos is like a feed, so you, it disappears. It's not like YouTube where like you could like go to a place and consume all your videos. That's why you have to use hashtags. So yep. if you want to see my videos, you use hashtag strings video, and then you see like a catalog of my videos. Yeah, great. So that's another little tip I think is ju- just the idea of allowing people to search your, your videos by using a unique hashtag, yeah? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, before, just as we wrap up here, I'd love to kind of hear from you where you think and 
let's shoot the breeze for a little bit on where you think LinkedIn video is going to go because, you know, it's, it is relatively new, less than a year of having video natively on the platform. Do you feel that it's going to continue to move down like a Facebook video path? Um, it is. It's already or, moving down that path. Yeah. Well, do, you think <laughs> they, do you think they're going to differentiate in any way? Or, I mean, Facebook is trying to move into more of the YouTube space. So are they all just going to become the same sort of thing? What's yeah, your well, the habits are very similar. That's why, like, um, any video startup that comes to me and asks them how long they've been, if they're, like, less than one years old and they don't have any growth, I said no to them. Or I tell them, come back to me a year, like, when you had, like, certain traction and I'll, like, you know, be happy to have that conversation with you. And they never come back. Yeah. They never come back because they die. <laughs> it's unfortunately the video platform space is really fraught with um, with so much expenses and burn rates, it's almost impossible to do it because I was actually considering doing that. But anyway, that's going geeky. Um, I think LinkedIn video is so new right now that it's like still in beta version for me because it doesn't give me the right nuances. It doesn't give me like the right retention rates. It doesn't even do conversion rates. Like the fact is LinkedIn has like, is so way behind on video analysis that it's leverage for me yeah so i'm using the same tactics that i'm using on other platforms but because like i'm more natural or more willing to provide information i think people just resonate that with me um, um but if, in terms of like video like where it is it's all about community it's all about engagement it's all about interactivity so how do you do like videos in a way even though it's static on linkedin how do you do videos that allows like some kind of engagement it feels like a one, it's like a two way conversation instead of like this one, one broadcasting way conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that aligns with good advice in using Facebook video as well as the idea of if you can encourage engagement, conversation, comments, lengthy comments, meaning that people are engaged in your videos on Facebook, that's a huge factor in the ranking algorithm there. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I recognize your point there around LinkedIn still got a, a ways to go as well in, in the video platform and hopefully they can quickly improve in a lot of those, in a lot of those areas. Um, what, what I actually am going deeper, like talking, having conversations with LinkedIn learning to create a course on there as well. So that that's like one, like my status of like being a LinkedIn influencer, which solidified but they do have LinkedIn videos in there as well so I'm kind of intrigued in how they kind of cross intersect so you probably go see me doing some courses on there as well yeah I think that's actually bringing up an interesting point around the the LinkedIn learning platform is something that you know uh, I think they took over Linda right is that mm -hmm. yeah no, so, Lin so LinkedIn bought Linda.com that's right. Yeah. So they've got a lot of content there and it'll be interesting to see how they start to bring the two together, the native LinkedIn video in the feed and the library of content they've already got, whether it yes. be, you know, creators on LinkedIn creating content for the platform, for the learning platform or the learning platform content being pushed through the feed. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. So Yeah. Yeah, I know. So much, right? <laughs> I know. It's constantly moving. That's why I love the world of online video and why people, hopefully why people listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast because we get to bring people with interesting stories such as yourself onto the show. So I really appreciate all your insight and uh, advice and encouragement for people to get started. But where can people find out more about you and what you do? Um, so I have like an updated 
One, follow me on LinkedIn. I think that's important. Two, if you, um, stringstory.co is where my website is. But really, if you want to do video, I'm love go give you like a $15 discount where you could like, um, you know, have that space where you could like do videos, masteryourvideo.com. And I'm going to give you one little trendy tip about videos. Not about LinkedIn, but where's the next trendy video platform? Yeah. Lay it on us. Pinterest. 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 Tell us more. No. Is that it? <laughs> That's how I play to the call to action. You just have to follow me, don't you? <laughs> uh, very interesting. Look, um, I haven't paid a lot of attention to Pinterest. I'm going to throw my hands up here as a, as a video strategy guy. Um, maybe I should play, pay more attention to Pinterest. I will be following and seeing where this goes and we'll have to touch base again on Pinterest video. Once I learn how to like, once I like crack it, then I'll come back. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a, that's a deal. So just to clarify for everyone listening, masteryourvideo.com is where you want to go to jump into strings course there to help you master your video on LinkedIn and in other places. And that she's offering a very kindly, a $15 discount to that. So, um, we'll have the, I'll explain how you can get that code in the outro. So keep listening. And of course, we'll have all the links in the show notes page over at engagevideomarketing.com slash podcast. String, any final thoughts? Um, do video. It's going to change your life. It's going to awesome. change your life. <laughs> it's going to change your life. Thanks again, String. Um, keep enjoying your fried chicken and making a difference in this world. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. There you go. String stories. String when fried chicken, aficionado, and LinkedIn video guru. What did you think of that chat? Are you inspired now to make your mark on LinkedIn with video? I'm ready to up. I'm ready to up my game there for sure. And if you haven't already, I'd love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. So search me out there and send a request and let me know that you listen to this show. And while you're there, I recommend you connect with String as well and check out what she's up to on the platform. That's String Nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N. A reminder as well of String's course. She's kindly offered to give listeners of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast $15 off her Master Your Video course over at masteryourvideo.com. So to access that discount, just use the code ENGAGE. Now that website again is masteryourvideo.com. Enter the discount code ENGAGE to score $15 off the full price of her course. So that's it for another week. And I'll be back at you next week for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So until then, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and I'll be back with you real soon. Take care. Did you know that your email list can often become the most valuable asset to your business? If you've been building your business for any time at all and haven't yet built an email list, then now's the time to get started. Or maybe you've got an email list but struggle to make the most of it. I want to introduce you to my email list provider and I know you're going to love them too. ConvertKit is the email provider built by creators for creators. The team at ConvertKit have been in our shoes and they know what it takes to grow a successful business. And your email list is the tool that will get you there. The best thing is that ConvertKit is seriously easy to use, powerful, but intuitive. 
Personally, I've tried a handful of email service providers over the years, Aweber, MailChimp, Infusionsoft, but since switching to ConvertKit over 12 months ago, I seriously have not looked back. And as an engaged video marketing podcast listener, I've arranged for you to get your first 30 days of ConvertKit absolutely free. Normally, you only get 14 days if you sign up direct through their website. So to give it a try for 30 days, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. Now, this is my affiliate link. So if you do become a ConvertKit customer, then you'll be supporting this show and investing in your business through clever email marketing at the same time. So it's a win-win. The link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit.